Hey, brothers and sisters in Christ, welcome to worship this weekend and Merry Christmas. And I say that to remind you that the season of Christmas is just that. It is an entire season before Epiphany in which we have time to rejoice, to take joy in the birth of our Savior, Jesus. And as you can see from our Mountain View campus worship space, we are still decorated for Christmas here. And especially in my house, we tend to leave the tree up maybe a little bit longer than we should. And that's oftentimes to remind myself and to remind all of us that Jesus is our Savior. He is born into this world in flesh and blood to be our Messiah, to be our King. And today we're going to be wrapping up our UFC series, Ultimate Faith Club, which is kind of a riff on the Ultimate Fighting Championship, reminding us that faith can often be a struggle. Faith can often be challenging, and it can often be a fight. And so we've been focusing on these characters in the Christmas story, characters that we hear about just about every year, but characters that nonetheless are very important in the salvation narrative of Jesus. And so The first week we talked about Zechariah and Elizabeth and a son that was promised to them, even in their old age. That son was John the Baptist and they took great joy in him being born into their family. And then John the Baptist came. We talked about that week too. John the Baptist came to prepare the way for Jesus, to call the hearts of God's people to repentance. And that calling cost him his very life, in fact. And then the third week, we talked about some of my favorite people in the Christmas story, Simeon and Anna. Their role in the Christmas story comes into play a little bit after Jesus is born when he is presented at the temple. But Simeon especially was promised that he would not see death until he saw the Messiah with his own two eyes. And so Simeon and Anna got that opportunity to see the Messiah that had been promised for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. They got to see that Messiah with their own two eyes. And so today we come to perhaps the two most important characters in the story of Jesus and his birth. And those two characters are Mary and Joseph. And as I thought about Mary and Joseph and and how I could talk about them today in a more unique way, perhaps, than we've talked about them in the past, I was digging around online and I realized that here in the valley, we have a reminder of Mary and Joseph, a physical building that is a reminder of Mary and Joseph for us in the Roman Catholic parish just downtown Phoenix called St. Mary's Church or the Basilica of St. Mary. And there's some really cool uh, historical facts that I wanted to share with you about this building. But it was actually built in 1881 as a, a little adobe structure that was the church originally. And then in the early 1900s, 1902, they began construction on the new building that actually exists in downtown Phoenix today. They finished that building in 1915, as you can see on the cornerstone. And then later on in the late 70s, that church, that building was entered in the historical registry as a significant historical building here in the valley as well. And none other than Pope John Paul II visited that church in the late 80s and named it a minor basilica, which basically means that it's a very important church, a very important building in the history of the church all around the world. And what really struck me about this building 
as I thought about Mary, as I thought about Joseph, as I thought about all these characters in the salvation narrative of Jesus. And even as I visited that building just earlier this week, I thought to myself, you know what? Mary probably had no idea when she was called to usher Jesus, the savior of the universe into this world. She probably had no idea the significance that that would have throughout hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of Christian history. So I think about it often, you know, did she know that we would be talking about her today? Did she know that a building would be constructed that would bear her very name? Uh, Did she know that songs would be sung about her? Did she know that sermons would be preached about her? I often think about those things, and I think the answer is probably no. Mary, just like Simeon and Anna, just like Zechariah and Elizabeth, just like John the Baptist, just like all these other characters in the salvation narrative, Mary was a humble servant, and Joseph was a humble servant. They were called by the Lord to take a significant role in the birth of Jesus and in this salvation narrative in which you and I now take part in. And they played that role and they did it humbly. They did it well. And now today we are talking about them as champions of the ultimate faith club as we've come to talk about them. And so I think that's really interesting and and it's also very poignant for us Today, Because I think that Mary and Joseph, Zechariah and Elizabeth, John the Baptist, Simeon and Anna, all of these very simple characters in the salvation story, in the Christmas story, they serve as a mirror for us in some ways. They help us to see ourselves in the salvation narrative of Jesus. Because guess what? Mary was not of noble birth. Neither was Joseph. As far as we're concerned, these two people were very unlikely candidates to bring the savior of the universe into this world. They were probably thinking to themselves, why me? Why me? Why do I have this responsibility and this honor to bring the Messiah, Jesus, into this world? And while they may not have had answers, I think it helps us to understand as well that God uses the most unlikely people to accomplish his purposes on this earth. And so if you're sitting here a few days after Christmas, as we've experienced all the things that have happened in this year of 2020, if you're wondering what your purpose is, if you're wondering what your role is, if you're wondering where you fit into the salvation narrative of Jesus, I want you to hear today that you do fit in. You do belong in the salvation narrative of Jesus and he needs each one of us. He needs you to go and tell everyone about his birth into this world and his love and his forgiveness and his grace that have now been ushered into this dark world in which we live. And so I want to share uh, one of my favorite authors and theologians with you. Uh, He's named N.T. Wright. Uh, He's an Anglican from across the pond. And he often has a lot of great things to say, especially about this topic and especially about God choosing unlikely people to accomplish his will on this earth. And as I was downtown, as uh, Alex and I were walking around the St. Mary's Church downtown, as I was thinking about the history 
as I was thinking about the building itself, as I was wondering, you know, did Mary have any idea that churches would someday be named after her? I I thought of this quote from N.T. Wright about us and how we, each one of us, are called to serve a very specific, very unique role in the body of Christ and how each one of us are just as important as Mary, just as important as Joseph, just as important as all of the characters in the Christmas story. So I want to read this quote to you and I want you to think about yourself and the stone that you have been tasked with carving on this earth. Like craftsmen working on a great cathedral, we have each been given instructions about the particular stone that we are to spend our lives carving without knowing or being able to guess where it will take its place within the grand design. We are assured by the words of Paul and by Jesus' resurrection as this launch of that new creation that the work we do is not in vain. That says it all. That is the mandate we need for every act of justice and mercy every program of ecology, every effort to reflect God's wise, stewardly image into his creation. The resurrection of Jesus is the reaffirmation of the goodness of creation and the gift of the Spirit is there to make us the fully human beings that we were supposed to be precisely so that we can fulfill that mandate at last. And so what are we waiting for? Jesus is coming. Let's go and plant those trees. And so N.T. Wright is obviously riffing off of that idea of if you knew that the world was going to end tomorrow, would you plant a tree? And he is telling us, he is urging us, and I would urge us as well to go and plant those trees. Go and tell the entire world about the birth of our Savior, Jesus. Because we don't know when he is coming back again. And we want every single person that we come into contact with to know of the grace and the love and the forgiveness of Jesus when he comes back again to make all things new. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, may we be like Zechariah and Elizabeth. May we be like John the Baptist. May we demonstrate the love of Simeon and Anna And may we demonstrate as well the faithfulness, fighting the good fight of faith that Mary and Joseph demonstrated as well. And ultimately, we might even be like the shepherds who in our narrative from today, they heard and saw all of these things and they went and they told everyone about the birth of the Messiah, Jesus. And so we start, we start as Mary did. We treasure up all these things We ponder them in our hearts. We understand our unique and special role in the body of Christ. And then we go out like the shepherds and we tell the entire world about the birth of our Messiah and our Savior, Jesus. And so as you continue to celebrate this season of Christmas, as you leave your tree up maybe just a little bit longer this year and into the next year, and as you continue to bask in the joy of our Savior Jesus, may you go and tell others about his love, his grace, and his forgiveness always. In Jesus' name, amen.